What up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife. Wow, and you didn't even remember my birthday. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers, episode 16, Better Off Ned. Listen, in this episode, I talk a lot about classic sitcoms, and I will be honest with you, I've maybe seen an episode or two of most of the ones I reference. I know the basic premise of Green Acres, Petticoat Junction, and Mr. Ed, but I, without a doubt, am missing distinct information about them. This has been a public service warning for anyone out there who will be bothered by that. Now let's dive into the episode. John and Cal, you are parked now at the NED, the National Entertainment Directory, the best that I could think of. You'd think of anything better out there in podcast land, okay? If you fucking make it better, you make it better anyway. You've parked at the NED. You are heading into the building for a wonderful evening, hopefully after such tumultuous events as the previous weeks. And apparently it's like real awkward because neither of you want to say anything as you're walking oh, into the Ned. Well, I I didn't know. I don't know if you're just pausing for effect or if you wanted us to start talking. I wasn't no, sure. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's time for y'all to start. You, you start talking. You can start, <laughs> you can start the scene. How you doing, Cal? Hey. Good, but I'm just curious why you chose the Ned for our day off. I have had just some real bad week, days? I don't, I'm not sure anymore. Uh, and I needed to like have a day where I didn't have to think about anything. And what place, better place than that is the Ned. Sure, I've never been in here before, so I guess it sounds interesting. Let's go then. Sounds good. When y'all enter inside the Ned, 
it becomes very apparent that despite the fact that it is an entertainment directory, the idea is that it's supposed to be the premier location for the entertaining arts. It's supposed to be all sorts of things. But you can tell as you walk in and you just see a giant, like, statue of Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. This is really more lowbrow. This is like going to the International Spy Museum while you're, you've just gone to the Smithsonian. You realize, oh, this is kind of rinky-dink, isn't it? Oh, oh, this is, this is not nearly as fun. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're surrounded by all kinds of 60s TV posters and just other TV posters to shows that you've probably never heard of. Who here has heard of Fish? Exactly. Yep, just crickets. John is like, I, I watched most of these shows when I was a kid. Why are they? Why am I feeling old now? How old is John again? Because this is 1993. So if he's 35. Hmm? He'd have grown up, he'd have grown how, up during how, the 60s. How old was he in 1975? 78? 78. That, okay, that's, okay, that's fair. That's fair. He'd have been 19, 18, 19. Okay, okay, so then he would have been... He was born in 1959. I guess you can just barely get away with it. He watched these shows as a small yeah. child. So what I'm was John's later favorite end of show? Like, like oh, what, is the, what is the thing that John is moving towards? What, sh what poster is CC and John's face lights up? Um... Probably the Rifleman, or stuff like you had, that. You had to pick the show that I don't know shit about. I assume it is a western. It is a western. Okay, tell tell me about it. Tell me about it. Welcome uh, to our it, Rifleman pa podcast. It's about a father and his son trying to make it in town as a ranger. Uh, he he has a okay uh, okay okay. So so you're just going <laughs> right on the you're just you're just hitting it right on the nose, huh? Well, I did like that's just one of my favorite shows from that time period. It just also had this to tie it in real well. <laughs> this works on so many levels, and I hate that I've not heard this show before. Um, it's the the name of the main character's name is Lucas. Um, he has a fancy rifle. And he uses it to be, defeat bad guys and teach his sons valuable lessons about life in the Old West. Well, that just works out too well. <laughs> Was the son a rebel to the dad? Sometimes. It just depends. Um, How did the son feel about Calamari? Hey. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. And everybody out there on the internet, I need to find this out. Was there an episode of The Rifleman that dealt with Calamari? That's, a, that's, not... a, that's a season 12 episode right there, I tell you. I have seen most of the seasons of, of The Rifleman. <laughs> there, was, there was a time where I had nothing to do when I worked at Kroger. I wish that was me in my retail experience. 
<laughs> Just a little bitter now. So I'm guessing that John, extremely enthusiastic about the Rifleman, wants to go in and check out the 60s television wing. Mm-hmm. Well, as mm-hmm. everybody's moving towards the 60s television wing, that's when you actually see the very, very bored face as she... if. If she was a modern teen, she'd be looking at her phone. Right now, all she has is in front of her is just air. There's nothing to distract her. She is stuck in this moment, and she hates it, and it's Lucia. And she is with a bright-eyed, enthusiastic, and excited Chad Dangerfield as he's looking at a poster of Mr. Ed, looking at Lucia being all like, It's Mr. Ed! I love that guy! He's a horse! We can talk! I imagine Cal had around the same look. Like his 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 eyes are slowly starting to glaze over the longer he's bent in the Ned. <laughs> until he sees, until he hears Chad's distinctive voice ring out over the crowd. I dream of Genie. I sure do. <laughs> I love that girl, and that girl. I love that girl from that girl. <laughs> What voice is that? What it's like did... an Anton Sarkozy voice. It really started to become Anton Sarkozy. But like a toned down Anton Sarkozy. Give me a second while I... Yeah, that girl. And that girl yeah. from that girl. I love that girl. What? I don't know what the... I'm trying to go for surfer, dude. And it's just hey, not bro. happening. Hey, bro. That girl. Yeah, I love that girl. And Maud, everyone loves Maud. Don't make me think of more 60s show. <laughs> the Dennis O'Keefe show? Oh, yeah. Flipper. Yeah, Flipper. That's Flipper hit me, hits me right in my... Lucia, you looking at me? Are you looking at me, Lucia? Do you understand, Lucia? Lucia, look at me. Look at me, Lucia. Look at me. Flipper. Flipper, Lucia. Flipper. Okay, Flipper. I, I see at this point, Kyle would walk over. Is it? He's a dolphin. It at the moment that Lucia lays eyes on you, she immediately runs away from Chad. Chad, <laughs> Chad has Chad is on, a, is on a flipper loop. Chad is not responding at this point. Chad is about to start crying because of the dolphin named Flipper. Right as Lucia runs over to runs over to Cal and just gives Cal a big hug and says kill me <laughs> not if you, only if you kill me first hey hey me, chad what you doing me, here <laughs> cow it's been so long since i see you almost didn't recognize it and mr john too what's up mr john and chad goes out and gives you kind of a like weird you know that hook handshake that people give yeah it gives it the kind of hook handshake mm-hmm it does like the, like the two arms shoulder bump, grab hand shoulder bump handshake. Oh, absolutely! Cal. That's what he wants mm-hmm. to do. That's what he wants to do. So he does that, and then he puts out the hook, uh, the hook handshake for John, <laughs> Mister Dangerfield. Mister John, you know you can't just call me by my first name. Sure. 
That's not my first name. My first name is Chad. Not sure. It'd be weird if my first name was Shore. I guess I spent a lot of time on the Shore, so that wouldn't... That's not a bad nickname. You know, Mr. John, I might just make that my nickname now. Hey, Lucia, how you feel about calling me Shore? Lucia's not responding and is just looking away from him like, we've been here for two hours. Oh my god. He's my ride. Oh my god. What the worst part is, is that he has to drive me home. Oh my god. I don't know how I got myself in this predicament, Cal. <laughs> Thank you. How long? Uh, Chad, I didn't know you were this big of a fan of uh, 60s TV. Oh, God. yeah. My dad, my dad used to always make us listen to this stuff. Couldn't really watch it because the TV's kind of on the fritz. So Mr. Ed didn't really make sense why it was weird. Then I realized once I saw the picture, oh, he's a mm -hmm, horse. Mm -hmm. That's why it's weird. He's a horse and you can talk. And so suddenly it all made sense to me. Mm -hmm. So... So yeah, yeah, nah, I've been, I've been a big fan ever since ever since those days. I've seen my my favorite. I love Dragnet. That's my favorite. I think at this point, Cal would uh, lean over to Lucy and say, "How did you get roped into this?" <laughs> He's doing my homework. Ah, makes sense. Does it? I mean, like, let's be honest. He's probably failing a lot of his classes. Mm. It's better than not doing it. <laughs> this is true. Oh, gosh. <laughs> still laughing. Is it possible he's failing due to the fact that he's doing homework for someone who goes to a different sec post-secondary? Almost certainly. He just doesn't see his homework, but not his own. So, Mr. John, what was your favorite episode of The Twilight Zone? Um, hmm. That's a good one. Um, mine is probably the one where William Shatner's on a plane. Uh, and then my other favorite one is when uh, it's about the, uh, it's like the, it's an entire world made up of pig people and they, they send people to jail that's beautiful. That one always made me think. What does it make you think about? The, the world, kid. I don't get it. <laughs> See, I like I like four people in search of an exit because, like, they're toys. <laughs> what were they smoking? Hey, let's see. Ya. Wanna go see if there's a different exhibit around here in the net that is more interesting than this? Please take me from this. <laughs> I think this cow is just like slowly backpedaling away from the two as they're talking about the Twilight Zone. So how did you want to go about going to the pit? In a wheelchair. 
Well, yes, in a wheelchair, but it's a, it's on an island, and I'm thinking you can't. I mean, presumably to the we island. will fly there in a helicopter because that's how we got there okay. the first time. Yeah, so I, I didn't know if you wanted to like go directly to the pit in the helicopter. We could. Other, otherwise, I mean, we could take the uh, yawn uh, yacht. I mean, it's close enough. I think they'd want to take a helicopter since that would be on the Bowen Humana Corps, like register. I suppose, but I mean, the the yacht probably also has a helipad. Did we name the helicopter pilot? Yes, because I uh, managed to roll correctly and know his name. Okay, well, what would we name him? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't have that kind of memory. I'm horrible damn. at names. Chinook okay, is not. Okay, so I'm just going to say his name was Ethan Cheek, and if it wasn't, oops! <laughs> They have more than one helicopter pilot. And that's true. Okay. So Shinu, Ethan Cheek, the pilot, and Nadia Graf are all going to the pit together. As all of you touch down into the rubble remains of the concrete slab roof to the pit facility that just looks like concrete laid in on grass. As all of you touch down and the ramp of the helicopter goes through, Nadia pushes Shinu out on his new wheelchair. It, it would be an electric one. An electric wheelchair? I mean, he, he'd still insist he gets pushed, but it, it, I just want to make it clear. It's an electric wheelchair. Like, he spe spared no expense on this wheelchair. But he's still being pushed? Yes. Okay, okay. That sounds move. extreme. That sounds extremely Shinu. Nadia, of course, is, is more than happy to push around her boss. So, um, Mr. Young, a lot of stuff happened here a little while ago. Yeah. You think the snake got out? Truth be told, I didn't know there was a snake on the inside. It was quite big. Had Makes arms. me wonder why it was here at all. Probably because it was a snake that had arms. Well, I understand us trying to ca capture it, but I guess I'm at a loss for why Reed does anything around here, if I'm going to be honest. But, uh,. I don't know how wheelchair accessible the the remains through here are. Can you lift the lift me? As in hold you? Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. No, I I can give it a shot. All and right, with an leave, awkward glance, she begins to pick you up. She's going to pick you up bridal carry style. You're way better at this than John. Well, I feel like I've done a lot more weight training than John. Well, onward. So, Ethan Cheek is going to stay behind while Nadia is going to take you down into... 
the remains of the stairwell that descended, it's more or less kind of punched out. You can see a lot of it is singed. A lot of it is burnt rubble at this point, as well as a lot of just what looks like chemical and acid burns. Okay. Honestly, I don't exactly know what we're really investigating through here. Me either, but if we don't figure out if the snake is dead, it's probably going to bite us in the ass later. Well, then onward and forward. And she continues to descend down the rubble remains until there is a gap in the staircase that is too big for a simple walkover. You'd have to leap to get across. Okay. You tell me what to do, boss man. This is going to end poorly, but toss me over there and then jump over yourself. Uh, are you sure that that's the best idea? Nope. Well, I've, like I said, give me an order, so. And I want you to roll courage as she chucks you. Got an eight. Who do you want to slip and fall? I mean, I'm going to go with me, since I've only got one working leg at the moment. Okay. When Nadia tosses you across, she is able to make it all across fine. You, however, hit the concrete slab that was the first step on that set. Mm -hmm. And it shakes and then falls backwards and Shinu you fall with it you fall completely out of her sight as you land about 30 feet down take nice. one harm and give me a very quick second You hear Nadia actually shout down from above. Mr. Young, are you okay? Mostly. Define mostly. No new broken bones. Well, that's good. How's the old ones? Still sedated. Do you want me to follow you down? Only if you think you can do it safely. And she does so without effort. Just hops across and is able to get down to where you are. She then bends down about to pick you up again. 
do you want me to help you up or continue carrying you, carry you back upwards? Yeah, that sounds like the best course of action. So just, you want to head on out of here? Let's head a little bit further in, just to see if we can get a little bit more information on how much damage. There's only about one more round until you'd hit the actual bottom of the staircase as before. And then down there, you you get down it more or less no problem. As you get down there, you're seeing what was that foyer little center area. At this point, it is an open skylight to the, like, busted up, in quote, roof. And you can see it's just chemical burns and flames and fire and rubble that burnt through what was easily around 40 feet of concrete. Can I, uh... Roll wits to see if I notice anything out of the ordinary. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I got a three. Yeah, I feel like you notice that you have eyes. It's about that's about the level of noticing your like like you 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 okay, when you landed, you hit your head a little bit, and so now you actually are seeing double of a lot of things. <laughs> Nadia continues holding you through, and then as she stops into this center foyer, she's going to ask, so, um, which hallway do you think we should head on down? Or do you think this is far enough? Do you want me to head on back? I mean, I don't even know what I'm looking for. Let's, uh, neither do I. how many hallways were there? There are three hallways. Okay. Block A, block B, block C. Uh, are there any that look like they're more, uh, blocked than the others? They all look like they're pretty rubbled through. Okay. Truth be told. You could probably muster your way through each of them, though. Okay. Shin pulls out a rare three-headed coin and flips it. I'd like to know what that's like. I Only rich people have them. Okay, okay, okay. That's why it's rare. Uh, then my next question would be... Mm-hmm. No, I still want to know what that looks like. <laughs> I'm kind of just Is the third head the... Rim? Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Yeah, let's let's start that again. Shin pulls out a coin and says, all right, heads A, tail B. If it lands on the rim, we'll go C. All right, then. And I want you to roll with. Oh, I was just going to roll and let that decide. Oh, well, then... I guess I could have done 1d3, but uh, that would have been a 3. So it landed on the rim. Well, frankly, I think that's... I don't know if Impressive really describes what I'm feeling about that right now. Well, money talks. Let's go. Okay, let's head on down. 
and Nadia kind of has to kick with her legs and push rubble down over as she pulls you through. And she almost hits your head a few times, but she's able to catch herself before all that happens. And as she heads down, you see less of the fire and rubble, and you see more of the chemical burns. You see more of the sacks of material. And you start seeing skin. You see the remains of snake skin around. I think it's probably safe to say it's not dead. I mean, who's Let's... to say that this skin wasn't here beforehand? It's not charred. That doesn't really bode well, then, I guess. So let's leave. Well, then, yeah. I would not mind getting the heck out of here myself. I want you to roll courage to see if you're able to escape. I got a six, even with a plus three. Remember how last time you rolled really poorly when you were in a hallway and yeah. you didn't know what happened you just blacked out? Yeah. Cal, you're going to... <laughs> I, knew, I knew that that would go over well. Can I retroactively warn him? Would you like to? How yes. how, how how do you retroactively warn him? That's what I, I'd like to know. I'd like to know how, how feasibly you're able to do so. Um, so at this very moment, uh, Cal is going to call Shin and ask if he knows a place with a private beach. Because so things Cal... are going really well with Lucia, huh? And Lucia want to go surfing, and they don't want to be around with anyone else. So do you want to have that scene real quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we're going to cut over. Cal, you have your time with Lucia. You're hanging out. You're enjoying things. You are in the the special little hall for... what? What's, what's the dumbest TV show I can think of? Petticoat Jun uh, Junction. You are in the hall for Petticoat Junction. How about uh, Hawaii Five-0? <laughs> okay, yeah. No, that's perfect. Cal, you and Lucia having a fun time. You've escaped from the group. You're currently in the Hawaii Five-0 chamber. It's a round little chamber that connects between different rooms. And mm -hmm. it's just covered wall-to-wall -wall in... Hawaii Five-0 posters, memorabilia, and it's also kind of designed like it's supposed to look like Hawaii, but in the most, like, like Animal Crossing wallpaper looks more convincing kind yep. of thing. That's really what's happening there. Uh, so, Lucia, I can't take any more of this, this place. It's only been, like, ten minutes, but... Gosh, how do you survive minutes. two hours Ten here? Minutes. You try being here for an hour. You try oh. being here for two hours. You try coming here multiple times because you happen to be best friends with somebody. 
And she pauses I as say, she says best friends. And she says, when you happen to be close friends with somebody who really loves this stuff and you want to do something nice for him, but apparently doing something nice for your friend is just going to hurt. How about we uh, ditch this place and go surfing then? Cal, you're speaking my language. I actually have an idea too. Oh. I know I went on the way here, the beaches looked pretty uh, crowded, but I'm sure Shin has a nice place we could borrow. Well then, call him up. Let's find out if Mr. Yong really does have the place. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's useful for something. Yeah, so uh, Kyle's going <laughs> to go in his dive watch to say like, uh, hey Shin, Shin, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, what's up? Uh, so I need to borrow... Do you have any like private beaches around I could uh, go to? You mean like almost the entire shoreline next to the my estate? Yeah, anything like that. No. Really? No, I'm just bugging you. Yeah, you can use it. Just if the uh, security Yong, gives you this, any, is this a good idea to have a conversation right now? Is this really what we want to be talking about? Yeah, you know what, Cal? Just just head over to my place. If security gives you any trouble, just deal with it. You'll be fine, I'm sure. Okay, so at this point, I think uh, Cal like feels something like feels like a snake is slithering in his mind, and does not feel like any of the three pirates because they were fish themed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dar, but I was kind of tentacly. You weren't snaky though. Ooh, not a big fan of snakes. Oh yeah, snakes—they're my least favorite. <laughs> Ooh gotcha. yeah, Cal. How come we haven't <laughs> spoken to you in a little while? It feels weird that we've been quiet. Maybe I finally learned how to shut you up. Ah, that you did. You let us watch a TV show, and we were mesmerized. He was a talking horse. Anyways, I think you should probably get out of there right this minute. Like, this second, actually. Yeah, Cal, that's what we're planning right to do. Yeah, and then he's gonna turn, or he's gonna say, like, now! <laughs> and then, uh, like, a. Turn it off, I guess. Is that good enough for... I think Dog the moment you say, I think you need to get out of there now, moment you say that, Shinu, you have the immediate reaction to kind of duck down along with Nadia. And you completely dodge the swipe that goes right over your head and cleaves into the concrete wall. You're back. Hey, you can talk now. Shin, why Nadia, is that your response? Leave. Nadia, let's leave. Nadia immediately drops Shin and pulls out a weapon. And what she pulls out is not a dive spear. She actually pulls out 
as it then folds out and fully goes through and is holding a dive bident, a divent. Can we? Ha, 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 ha. Thank you. Thank you. She uses the divent to slash against the giant snake monster who has has it have we named it? We, we did we name the thing? Uh are there any cool snake monster names? It, there well, I know what this cool snake monster's name is, but did we name it? I don't think we did. So then, yeah, Nadia then uses the divent to attack the giant snake monster and hold it at bay. Mr. Yong, if you want to head on out of here real quick. I attempt to hobble as fast as I can. Okay, and your attempt to hobble, because there is lots of ruins, and there's lots of rubble, and you have an extremely broken leg, roll me some courage. With a seven, you are going to actually make it all the way across the hallway back into the foyer room. However, behind you, you're actually going to hear the sound of Nadia. She doesn't sound good. In fact, she sounds extremely hurt. What's your action? I'm going to try and morph. Okay. I'd like you to roll secrets. I got an 11. Okay. I think you are going to almost transform. John. John and Chad are still having an intense conversation about their favorite TV shows from the 60s. In fact, I think it's evolved into TV shows from the 70s at this point. Mm -hmm. Let me just look up a list of 70s TV shows so I have that Mash, on the top there. Uh, listen, okay. Love boat. Listen. Listen, all I gotta say is like Sanford and Son, Good Times, The Jeffersons, Welcome Back, Kata. I'm just saying that is when the sitcom happened. Like, I know there were sitcoms beforehand, but like that sitcom's right there. All in the family, sitcoms happened then. Sitcoms wouldn't be what they were without that then. That makes a lot of sense, Chad. Actually, I have a much better idea um, for, 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 for the intense conversation. Really, this is going to be straight up a stolen joke. Chad and John are having an intense conversation and... Chad is saying, I'm just saying, California Highway Patrol, that should be chipes, not chips. It doesn't make sense for it to be chips. H highway, high, chipes. It should be chipes. I, I think it stands for California Highway Interceptor Police. And no, because, because it's lowercase i, lowercase s. Anyway, have you? 
I just noticed that. Did uh, I fucking break you? A little bit. That's a stolen bit. That's a stolen bit. Leave that in. Leave it. Leave like actually turn that into a blooper where I I say that's a stolen bit. Uh, sure. If you could say what that bit is stolen from, I'll be your friend because I don't know anybody who likes that show. I don't know what the show is, so. Yeah, that's the best part. Anyway, uh, have you, I feel like we're missing some people. Have you, where did Cal and Lucia go? Oh, Cal and Lucia, they ran off. I, I, I don't know. I guess they're kind of bored by, by all this stuff. But like, Mr. John, you know what it's like. This stuff is the coolest. I watched the stuff growing up, and I just needed a day off to like relax. So. I get yeah. that. No, it's real good to have a nice little moment of relaxation. Nice little moment of just, you know enjoying time spending it with your family you know spending it with with you know the the what is he is he like your nephew or is like you are you are you mr john are you his uncle i never really got an answer from cal about it uh i know his uncle and his uncle asked me to look after him and kind of like a um oh Guardian of sorts. <laughs> Be kind of weird if, like, you were to say, like, you're like his father when you've really only been watching him for like what, five years at most. Yeah, that that would be kind of weird, I guess, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just wanted to make certain that we that we we all knew that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> not not to razz you or anything, Mister John. Yeah, I'm um. probably gonna head out i got nothing oh, i just needed yeah. a day off and oh okay you don't want to hang out through here we can we go to south, down to another uh museum you know there's there's the roy there's the the bob the lou no, that one's that one's the toiletry museum y yeah I, I work at the mo i kind of know all the all about all the museums in the area. That's right, you do work at the mo. Wait, does that mean I got? I paid tickets to get in here. Okay, can I get that reimbursed? No. Damn. Well, <laughs> easy come, easy go. Yeah, you uh, you have yourself a good one, Chad. Um. And are you just gonna leave me here? I mean, you know, I'm assuming you drove yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I I can. I could drive myself back, I guess. Unless you want uh, to. I have a feeling that uh, Cal and Lucia stole John's car. If you stole the Morai, I, I will be upset. <laughs> I want you to roll courage to see if you stole the Morai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you stole the Morai and you're completely away. You know, John, I just want to say, like, I was kind of looking forward to, you know, I saw Cal over here, and Cal's kind of already gone. Lucia ditched me, too, and it's been a minute since the three of us really had time to hang out together. It's, I I don't know. I'll, um, 
Chaos got a lot on his plate. He's a uh, he had a septa internship. Uh, so no, no, no. Don't 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 have to explain anything to me, Kev. Sorry, John. I guess I just got him on my mind. What is the voice I have for him? I'm trying to find the surfer dude. Yeah, I'm trying to find the voice. There we go. Sad yeah, that's the voice. Yeah. Sad surfer dude. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a uh just trying to find how it how it, you know, how to feel without without the the group of us yeah, hanging around. Yeah, I know what that's like. Uh what are you um what are you doing now, Chad? Well, I mean I was just hanging out here. Besides that. I got nothing going on the rest of my day. I was really looking forward to being able to hang out with Lucia. It's the first time me and Lucia got to hang out since uh that weird incident before. What weird incident? Oh, over at the the uh the the, the big universe the big kids university? The What's that one called? Yeah, 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 yeah. B uh so yeah, we were at the BBU University and like some weird like red ghost showed up. It's kinda wild. Chipped me out a little bit. Huh. Like, you know, cow cow did stuff or whatnot or some things like that and some other dude was involved and we kinda ran out of there as quick as we could and I lost track of Lucia and hadn't really seen her until today and then we didn't really hang out too much. I guess I was too over enthusiastic about trying to show her a good time with these, you know, TV shows she might have. It's fine. Yeah, it's you usually want to do um something that you both enjoy. Uh yeah, I've uh, I've learned that over my years. So um tell me more about this red ghost. Oh, that's pretty much all I got, Mr. John. It's uh it it was tall, uh, kind of floated, glue all mm -hmm. red. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's the uh, first I heard of it. I didn't mention anything like a red ghost when I got back from Royal Stoke. Royal Stoke? Is it the name of like a hospital or something? Nah, it's a town up in Washington. Ah, oh, ah. Uh. DC? The state. Ah, okay, okay. That makes sense. There's a Washington state? Yeah, it's pretty big. It's, it's got a lot of good universities and pretty good football team. Huh. I wonder if they need any bet. Nah, it's fine. Chad, I, I was. Oh no, you say. Um, I get the feeling you're a you're a kid that uh, hasn't been able to apply himself in the right direction. In what direction is that, Mister John? Don't know yet. 
I mean, I usually apply myself direction forward once they pass me the ball and try and hit that touchy. Yeah. That's touchdown. Touchy means touchdown. That's kind yeah, I, of a sport lingo thing. I, I used uh, to play football, actually. Oh, okay, okay. You didn't look like you see it. it. You're not really built like a football player, though. You're kind of like, you got like a lot of like top muscle and stuff. And that doesn't seem like you you're too built like a football player but uh, was, it's, it's cool it's cool no, no, i like see how it is Not, about 30 30 years 30 years will do yeah. that to you to your physique yeah sure yeah you're gonna have to plan to shape up kid that's all i gotta say i'm i'm pretty in shape i like to think yeah. i'm pretty in shape mentally do i look like what do I have it on my mentally somewhere? Do I have fat somewhere like that? I I I I could have sworn I was at the like like. What's the low body percent of stuff? I I don't know. Probably like BMI or something. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I got I got like a a percent BMI. Yeah. Right right. So, yeah you um you have a good one there, Chad. Hey, you have a fantastic one yourself, John. Just you know, say hi to say hi to Cal if you see him again. Just you know, tell tell Cal to you know, give me a holler I'll, sometime. It's been I'll it's tell been him to long. to make some more time for his friends. How about that? Best I can do. I'd appreciate that. Wait, cool question. Did Lucia drive? Nah, nah, that was me. I uh. Do you have your car keys? No, I have my bike keys. You rode a motorcycle here? Well, I mean, kind of a motorcycle. It's an ATV. Technically speaking, it's not street legal, but, you know, I still fit a license plate on it anyway, so. Right. Um. Hmm. And you and Lucia rode here on the back of your ATV? Uh, no, I rode in the front of my ATV. She rode in the back. Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, but you said we both rode in the back. That'd be weird. How could we both ride in the back if I was... Who would who would be driving it? That's not okay. What I'm saying is, if they left, and you have your keys to your ATV, yeah, and they took my car. Wait, do you not have your keys? I don't think I do. Yeah, you super don't have your keys. I was I was waiting for you to like like be like I check my pockets. Yeah, no, no. John John knows. John knows exactly what happened. Maybe Cal hotwired it. Cal, do you have the wits to hotwire it? He's wits one now. But oh, uh, I mean, all Cal would have had words. to have done was ask for the keys of the car and John would gave them to him. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. I mean, Lucia probably could have hotwired the car too. Lucia definitely knows how to hotwire cars. Yeah, but I think it's just better that we just took the keys. (laughs) 
literally Cal just went up there like uh which yet was uh He was Mona too busy Lisa talking Saffer. about No just Mona Lisa Saperstein. Keys, please. That was it. That's all that's that's all Cal needed to do and got the keys. Hmm. So like do you wanna like meet back up somewhere else later and see if they uh they get back or you have like a you have you have like bus fare or like taxi fare or like limo fare or I, like I am um, bus fare Oh I gotta go make a call. I'll see I'll see you later. Limp okay. fare John Hot is air gonna... balloon flare John is gonna leave, like, like give uh, Chad a handshake and then leave. Give fuck Chad. Did I make him too dumb? No, it's just John is like, this is this is too much for John to take in. He he does not have enough mental space. <laughs> he cannot deal with more than three sad people at the time. Okay, so let's jump forward to another story. I'm good to go, yeah. Okay, then let's do that. Sam, you have been asked to meet up with Keats and Dimian, Professor Keats and Dimian, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Did I say what she was a professor of? Not last time. You implied it based on the lecture hall that you were meet we were meeting in, but not like explicitly you might have mentioned something about archaeology yeah i'm just gonna say she's an archaeology and anthropology professor and that's that yeah that's that on that if that changes that's a typo <laughs> so you've been asked to the office of professor keats and dimian she would like to discuss things about her position uh, specifically as she is currently working as a student liaison, well, student-faculty liaison to Bone Humanicore for their internship program. And she also would like to know a little bit more about Bowen. She's accepted the position, and she knows enough, but she kind of wants to hear it from you. And so that's more or less what you know, Sam. Okay. How are you going to approach this? Uh, I show up to her office around when I'm supposed to with a paper coffee cup that has ice cubes in it and also coffee. As in two separate things or it's coffee and it's got ice cubes in it? As, as in like it's coffee and it has ice cubes in it. So it's like an iced coffee, but in like a paper cup. Okay, okay. Did iced coffee already exist, or did you just invent iced coffee? Uh, they were drinking iced coffee out of a mason jar a couple of episodes ago. I'm sure iced coffee already existed, though. Yeah, I feel like it's have to have already existed. I just like the idea of iced coffee in a paper cup. Yeah. Like, that's just Sam trying to cope with what they have to do there. Oh, see, I thought cope would be, like, putting something else inside the iced coffee as well. Oh, no. Not at this point. Maybe later in the day. It's a little too early at 3 p.m. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, when you open up the door to Professor Endymion's office, you can just hear the the glass wine bottles just chinging around on the table. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you knock on her office door and she beckons you on the inside. Uh, good afternoon, Keats. Uh, so what did you want to know about Bowen? Uh, please come sit. Take a take a load off a little bit. I was going to ask if you wanted a drink. I had quite a few assortment of things. Do you have a particular taste for wine by any chance? Uh, I usually like pinks, but it's a little early, so I'm going to stick with this for now. Thanks for offering, though. Well, I pretty much only have rosé here anyway, so... It's good to know that. We'll have to put a rain check on that. Well then, please, take uh, take a seat. Okay. Uh, Sam takes a seat where Keats indicates. And it's a chair that's right next to her desk, not quite right in front of it. Cool. Sort of like, like she has a few... She has a little den kind of section where she has the desk, but then she has a few chairs sitting around a table as well. Mm -hmm. So she's still at her desk, but she wants you to sit in the den area. Okay. I want to talk to you about... Well, I wanted to talk about not just Bowen. I know quite a bit about Bowen Humanicore. I would like to know about you and Bowen Humanicore. I know you currently work for the university, and I just would like to know how you have connections to Bone Humanicore as well. I guess I'm more curious than anything else. That's fair. Uh, I mean, you've got to get funding any way you can in the academic world. And I was very fortunate that Bowen offered to offset a lot of my costs to my university when I was in grad school. Um, and at the same time, they were, uh, they also allowed me to foster a lot of what I wanted to learn and what I wanted to build as a graduate level engineer. So my professional relationship goes a ways back with them. And, uh, it's always fun being on the bleeding edge of technology. I can imagine Bowen's up to a lot of number of very impressive things from what I've seen them accomplish in the university itself and also what I've seen them accomplish across all of Bahamut's Bay. Truth be told, I think Bowen is rather remarkable as a company. So what exactly do you do for Bowen? I have been shuffled around a lot in the last few years. I work a little bit in R&D right now. Um, so a few of those are projects that I started back in grad school that may not actually have any practical ap application, just curiosity building, dog robot stuff. Maybe one day we'll have one commercially available. Uh, a lot of the other stuff is stuff that we hope uh, can help improve industries. Um, when we were meeting with the interns, I talked a little bit about the combine harvester problem. Uh, we want to work a little with uh, independent farmers 
help them do agricultural technology. There's some security tech that we're working on. Um, one of my current projects, I think, is a wideband communication system. Like, what if we could do phones without wires? That would be fantastic. Uh, so I'm kind of all over the place, frankly. Well, I do believe we already have cell phones, don't we? Uh, I mean, in the West Wing, sure. That's that's pretty accurate. It's not like I've ever seen one in my life before. But yeah, kind of all over the place. Very interesting. I suppose it would be only fair if I told you a little bit of my history with the university myself. I'd love to hear it. I've been working as a professor here of anthropology and archaeology, a little bit of sociology as well. I try and teach as many classes as they allow me, and I've gotten as many degrees as I possibly can from as many different places. Honestly, I've always been enchanted with the idea of learning more and more. Humans utterly fascinate me, all the different ways that we can be, all the different ways that That we can hurt, that we can destroy, that we can create, that we can help. All the different things across the board, it's... It's something I can't help but look into. I adore all of it. And so, I've always wanted to learn more. Figure, do so in school. And then, when I went to school, I thought, the people teaching me aren't teaching me what I want to know. So I wanted to teach what I wanted to know. Let another generation tell me that they want to teach me what they want to know. Sometimes I get lucky and I have students who actually do challenge. Other <laughs> times I have students who think that they can already challenge me without really having much of a much of a place to stand on. It's the way things go as professor, I'm sure you understand. I the best know part how is the student, the worst part is the students. Mm -hmm. do what you can for the ones that do challenge you and that pushes you to address challenges for the ones that don't it happens I get you <laughs> and I'm really interested to hear I'm thankful to hear about your own interests I think that that base human ingenuity is what's at the root of what I've been doing at Bowen for the last decade, couple decades almost. And it's what pushes me to keep doing what I do at my job even today. Human ingenuity is fascinating and amazing and it's what keeps me going. So it's good to hear that we're on the same page for a lot of this. I have a feeling we're on the same page on, yes. <laughs> most things from the sounds of it. I'll truth be told, you impressed me the other night. You are a rather well rather well spoken gent, if you would. Gent's not the word I want to use. Yeah. Individual? Like that's lame, but also it's not uh <laughs> trying to find I want it to be like an odd thing to say. 
y'all already know the fucking spoiler so like <laughs> edit this out you're rather well spoken <laughs> yes. i should say and it's it's an endearing trait i'm happy to know that between the three of us who are flagshipping the internship program i can count on two of us I don't want to sound too mean to Cal. He seems perfectly fine, but he's a child and he's leading children, and I don't necessarily think that's the best idea. I am curious why Bowen chose him, if you happen to know. I'm not really on the HR side of a lot of things. He seems to be a good kid from where I've interacted with him in class and such, but... Certainly a strange choice. We've had a lot of human resources shakeups lately, so. I can imagine the current chair leader of the branch here seems to be a fan of cosplay. What's that? Well, I'm sure you've seen on the news. Shinu Yong, the new director over the facilities here currently a superhero of sorts out there fighting the good fight <laughs> oh okay that's what you mean that makes more sense yeah i mean it's something i would it's something i would do at a fan convention not something i would do for a public press conference to say the least so then you don't know anything about the super heroics. I can't say that I do. Hmm. I was really hoping I could get a little bit more answer about that. It's honestly rather interesting. Everything that I saw through them. Yeah. I could probably take a look at those files if I really wanted to, but it seems more like a pet project of Mr. Young's than anything else. And that also assumes that his superheroic costume actually works. So it's a costume that's doing the work, then? That's what I would assume, based on what I've seen, but... Well, I don't think that you saw anything different than I have. Is there any more information? I'll be honest, I've been kind of glued to the screen looking at all this information ever since the Mo nearly burnt down. I have a number of contacts through there. I wanted to make... I was very interested in that going on. It seemed to have been a number of costumed heroes helping things out but I didn't happen to see that they had any extraordinary powers. From what, what I understand, leading me to believe? From what I understand, Mr. Young got really into the Batman movie that came out last year. And directed some of the junior engineers to kitbash some more practical applications for some of our Stranger projects. But hmm. beyond that, I don't know a ton about it. And so you wouldn't happen to know who the others are, would you? 
You said there were five? Well, there is Shinu Yong, who is the green one that's been noted a number of times. There's also right. an orange one, a red one, a blue one, and a, well, I guess kind of a rusty, dusty kind of colored one. Hmm. I'm sure they would be on payroll, but I don't know much beyond that. I'm assuming that would be too difficult to find the payroll information about that. It's something I haven't been interested in before, so it's not something that I've bothered to check in on. I suppose that's fine. I guess I'd just like to know what kind of company I'm associating with. Hmm. Like I said, I find a lot of their work admirable, but I also happen to find their current state more interesting. Do you just have one other question for you, though? Absolutely. If this is a Shinu Yong pet project, how come he's only just now been offered a position at Boeing Humanicore? His family has had a lot of influence with the company over the years, regardless of his own personal, mostly beverage-themed, endeavors so so it's not his idea it isn't not his idea from what i understand that's not a very straight answer now is it from the half meeting i sat through that regarded this in which I was told almost nothing. It was a an idea brought to us from a member of the Yang family. I guess I falsely assumed it was Mr. Shinu Yang. Uh, but now that you are pointing out inconsistencies, it's very possible that it wasn't. And now I'm second-guessing myself. I guess it's not fair. You seem to be... Working with them a little bit far away on a leash it does not necessarily seem like you have the most know-how. If I, I feel like I'm more likely to get a get you on you rather than someone else within the company. So I don't want to throw stones at you, per se. That's fair. It's definitely interesting. It's just not something I personally have a ton of insight on, which is... Unfortunate. It's the way things go. Well then, um, I feel like that's cleared number of things up. I'm glad that it has. If you'd like anything else, you always know where to reach me. She reaches her hand out. <laughs> we say that again. She reaches her hand out towards you to shake your left hand with her right hand. Mm -hmm. As this happens, I'd like you to roll courage. Cool. Let me just double check my sheet. And I am going to roll wits instead because my courage is zero, but I can roll wits instead of that. 
that is a three. I got a six. Oof. You do not notice or feel or take any consideration towards the fact that she just stole your dive watch. <laughs> Rip. As again, I've always said, it's an absolute pleasure seeing you. I look forward to continue working with you, and I'll even look forward to continue working with Cal. Always. Nice seeing you. Please. I would hate to rush you out so much, but I do have a number of other people coming in to see me today. That's fair. I need to grade some things for my intro class, so we'll get right on that. And actually, as you're leaving, and you're in the hallway, she peeps out and says, You wouldn't by chance happen to know anything about that red ghost, would you? What ghost? You take care. And she closes the door. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers, episode 16, Better Off Ned. Music for our show was found at the bottom of my wine glass, placed there by one Daryl Archidelt. You can follow us on Twitter at off underscore hour, or send us an email, offhournetwork at gmail.com. Side note, we actually are reading our emails and looking at Twitter right now. We weren't doing that in the previous update times. An oversight for sure. If you think we're cool, write us a review or tell your friends about us. If you think we're lame, do those things anyway and trick people into listening to us. So, fun fact, it actually was my birthday a little bit ago. I used to hate my birthday, of, like a particular a lot amount. And this year was actually a pretty solid birthday for me. Um, probably the first time in about over a decade. So, I want to hope anyone out there who doesn't like their birthday or, you know, always kind of dreads it a little bit. You don't ever have to like your birthday. It doesn't have to be a day that you have to look forward to. But I do hope that it at least can just become a day for you. The very least. And at the most, I hope it's a day that can bring happiness for you. Anywho, uh, see you next time we update. Whenever that is. How are we feeling about things that have happened so far? I want to open up the floor and ask uh, real quick, how we feel about Mishy Pesci dying? I promise I'm broken storming it. <laughs> real happy about this, honestly. I'm not nearly as broken up about Mishy Pesci as I am my leg. Well, your leg is broken. Mishy Pesci was dead, so, you know. I'm perfectly fine. So the episode's gonna start off with Shinu's uh, leg amputation. Okay. <laughs> we got a peg leg leader now. Peg leader? Jet ski fair. Toyota Corolla fair. Renaissance fair. Job fair. 
iced tea just just going on. It's like when a person goes down and spends too much on the ponies. Are they coming to help? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, years and years ago when I was in elementary school, there was an unfortunate kid who was getting beat up by the bullies. The kid was the kid who kind of I don't want to say deserved it because no kid deserves it but they they were really a, did a lot of annoying things where you kind of understood why it was happening a friend of mine we'll call him Juan was seeing this kid getting beat up and Juan usually kind of stood up for the people who were getting picked on because Juan didn't like that and Juan screamed very loudly, Juan is coming coming to help. And Juan proceeded to just run straight at this group of kids, just beating up this other kid. And Juan starts kicking the kid on the ground in the, in the <laughs> chest. Juan's coming to help beat him up! So perfect to me. So needlessly cruel, but like, just so perfect. It sums up children. Uh, honestly, though, how old was this when this happened? I mean, it would have been around grade four or five. Like, beating up is probably a very strong word for it. It's, you know, like pushing them on the ground. So the kicking was probably the most violence happening. So on came to just, like, make it so much worse. Yeah. Perfect. This took such a dark fucking turn. I'll be honest, that 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 was that was the most fucked up thing. So like I got some strong like like I hate Shinu after that. Like I legitimately hate Shinu after that.